Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. We love uh, listening to podcasts, of course. We love you to listen to ours. If you missed any of the show, you can go to MyTalk1071.com and download the other hours. Yes, we love listening to things. Yes. Which is why we brought you a fresh crop of listens, but also. Oh, I was like, who's talking? That's the song. Uh, I was like, please continue. Uh, we do love to take your recommendations from time to time. 651-641-1071. Tweet at Bradley Trainer at Donna Dark, at Michael B. Ganger. No, what's it? Michael Ganger? J. Michael J. Just Mike J. Mike oh. J. Ganger. I'll get there. Oh, we author. share a middle name. What's your or a middle name? initial? James. Joseph is mine. Okay. So James Joseph. But I'll remember that now. Mike J. Ganger on Twitter. Or send us an email. Not a group email because we don't have those yet. Not bitter. However, Dawn, yeah. I know you love to listen to podcasts. Yes. As do I. And I want I want you if have you ever listened to a fictional podcast? Yeah. Okay, so like um do you remember yeah, uh, any off the top um, of your head? Uh, yeah. Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, okay. It's the first What's podcast that? I ever listened to. Tell me more about that. Um, it's about like a, it's like a sci-fi type story about a town, a small town, and it has all these weird um, happenings going on, and it's just narrated by one guy, but he plays many parts and mm. tells his whole story about like, you know, uh, tentacles coming out of the bowling alley, people oh, wow. getting killed. There's a big cave where... People get sucked into it. It's so funny. Okay, that's called it's Welcome to Night Vale. It's been going on for years. Welcome to Night Vale. So I have never listened to a fictional podcast. Oh. Uh, and I will say, I'm not a, like, I, I read fiction, right? But not, uh, if you put, on, like, on a scale, more nonfiction than fiction. When it comes to podcasts, very nonfiction-y, or mm. I should say very just nonfiction-y. Sure, I'll sure. Just keep saying that over and over. But, um... <laughs> I finally listened to, I, it maybe isn't the first fictional podcast I listened to, but it's a sci-fi podcast. Long story short, I'm, I'm like switching over to Spotify because we got a family membership and I, I listened to my music there. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try to do my podcast over there because up to this point, I've just been doing them on Apple, Apple podcasts. I'm still trying to figure that out. But anyway, while I was like going through, they recommended this fictional podcast with Julianne Moore and Oscar Isaac. And I was like, oh, well, those are big names. So I feel like, and it's a sci-fi podcast. So it's a sci-fi story. And I thought, hmm, this is interesting. I love these two actors. I've never listened to this kind of a podcast before. Let me let me just dabble. And if you don't mind, uh, I've got the trailer for you. You've not heard about this podcast, no. have you? It's called uh, Case nope. 63. And um, let's listen to a little bit of the trailer. First session, time 10.30 a.m., October 22nd, 2022, case 63 for the record. A Spotify original audio series. State your name, please. I'm Peter Reuter. Starring Academy Award winner Julianne Moore. Can you tell me again what year you come from? And Emmy nominee Oscar Isaac. I'm a time traveler. I come from the year 2062. 
Do you really expect me to believe such an unusual statement without a single shred of evidence? You're the first piece of evidence, Beatrix. How do you know that name? Nobody calls me that. What? Tell me who you are. What? You're not asking the right questions. What are the right questions? Ask me how the world ends. Believing is a matter of time. Case 63, a Spotify original audio series is out now. Follow and listen for free, only on Spotify. Okay, so... Ooh! Like, you've got to be in for science fiction. If you're not, like, move along. It's You love time travel, too. But I love me some time travel. And this was actually, and I, I learned this after the fact, it's based on a story... And that was, I guess, a Chilean podcast that so in Spanish. And so Julianne Moore, Oscar Isaac got the rights to this and then produced it. And it's the same version. And it's so <clears throat> I think you would enjoy it more than anything. It made me think because it's a I, I don't I'm not going to give you the twist. Mm. You heard a little bit that somebody sure. shows up and claims they're from the future. We've talked about this. And in fact, they reference some of the people that you talked us to us about who've claimed to be time travelers oh, before. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And um, she's like, yeah, these people have said that they do, that they showed up and oh, they're all frauds and here's why. Mm. But he's like, I'm not a fraud and here's why. <gasps> and so you get sucked in trying to figure out, is he real? Is it not real? And I won't take you to the end. Yeah, There's likely going to be a season two and three. The first season is out. They're very short listens. They're like, you know, sometimes like 10, 15 minutes and they're very serially mm-hmm. written, meaning like once you get to the end of one, there's always a cliffhanger that takes you to the next of one. Of course, yes. So if you're in the mood for something like that, I would highly recommend K63. I literally listened to the last episode and I went, what happened? I don't understand. Oh, no. And then you had to come into work. So you're just waiting to get out of here. No, so no, it was done. Oh! Like it, was, it leaves you hanging. Oh, you have a cliffhanger until and the you, next season. And you wonder, wait a minute. I'm not sure I understand what they're saying. So oh, then I had to go back. No, no, no. Okay. But I'm just saying that they give you so many options. <laughs> they give you so many options that you're like, but what happened? So then I went to read up about it. And they don't tell you because, of course, hopefully you're going to get a season two and three. But you weren't quite sure. But what I you love were that, to believe. right? Yeah. Like I love it when it makes me think. Mm-hmm. Like, is this real? Is it not real? Was yeah. he a time traveler? Why did blank blank blank? Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you're looking for a good fictional That's podcast, cool. I would highly recommend K sixty three. Okay, uh, I've been listening. Um, I listen to my FBI podcast, and that is still going on. But I picked up another one. See, when I'm listening to a podcast, they always have an ad for another podcast, and mm-hmm. so I'm like trying to, I like write it down, and then oh, start, sure, you know, sometimes it's I a get great recommendation. Yes, it is. So um, the one I'm listening to is called Suspect, and we have a little bit of the trailer here. When Arpana Janaga was killed after a Halloween party at her apartment complex. The murderer could have been anyone. It was a classic whodunit with people dressed in Halloween costumes. Was it the gangster? Was it Jesus' secretary? Had quite a long beard. A construction worker. Little bit riding hood. All those people. But eventually, DNA evidence would lead police to one suspect. You've been charged with murder for the forty for forty-five years to life or whatever. Are you serious? Yes. 
DNA is a science that lots of people have become accustomed to treating like a guilt meter, a truth meter. But what if it doesn't always work that way? I mean, is one piece of DNA on a piece of duct tape in a party, is that beyond a reasonable doubt? What if this time it led investigators to the wrong guy? Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, so this guy has done a lot of work on uh, what's called touch DNA, which is DNA that, um, like, I could shake your hand and then put my hand on someone else's shoulder and your DNA would be on their shoulder. Oh, interesting. And it's just small bits, but apparently, you know, I don't know who the killer is yet. This is a real story, uh, but I don't think anybody does because somebody's in jail and they're like, I did not do this. And so I think he he has a really, um, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy's name but anyway uh he does a lot of true crime investigating and reporting and so i believe he's trying to help this person so is the whole season out is it just coming out Mm -hmm. weekly what is okay so there are two seasons i'm listening to the first season so that's done and there's a whole separate case on the second season and once again this is called suspect and uh it's a wondery podcast oh perfect wonder usually does good production absolutely i've i've discovered that i just love them and so i'll put both of these uh the one bradley mentioned and that one on our show links page all right so you guys have got some suggestions if you or i should say you've got some suggestions from us if you've got suggestions yourself feel free to let us know now uh before we head out don quickly you had uh an update on your audible oh, membership okay remember when we <laughs> remember when we um signed up for audible for free so we could listen to spare for you free did. yep uh-huh yeah uh, didn't mike mike didn't oh did you, you do t- i did as well yeah yeah did you cancel i'm just saying yours? i've had audible for years <laughs> did i cancel mine <laughs> that's oh. funny he didn't. I so didn't. you were you were charged fourteen ninety five like I was. Yeah, you both you both ended up sticking around. Uh, yeah, not on purpose. I forgot, and so I've just canceled it. Even um, though I had three credits to spend, I was like, I will forget after yeah. April 9th to cancel it again. So I'm just getting rid of it now. Yeah, I would say, Mike, if you're going to cancel, make sure you use your credits before I, you cancel. I've done that. Yes, I canceled yeah. and and did use a credit or two. I think. Um, I, I've turned my audible off at particular points just because, you know, like I, sometimes I can't keep up with all the books that I'm reading and they'll let you pause it so that you can take like 90 days off and then catch up on all your books and. Yeah, I saw that option, and I thought, I won't remember yeah. in 90 yeah. days. Well, then that's even probably, if I you write probably did down. the right thing, then. Yeah. All right, when we come back, <laughs> we're doing our own fashion show, and Dawn also is going to tell us about something she thinks stinks from the Oscars this week when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot at Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. 
The little blind spot. We're big on surveys. Memorial Blood. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh, you know what's entertaining? Shopping online. We love an app called Timu, and you can get everything you didn't even know you wanted yeah. on Timu. I will say I'm still waiting for my package. So my my verdict is still up in the air, but I love the idea of Timu, and I love nothing more than scrolling through the app and just putting dumb things in my cart that I don't need. Oh, okay. But my first package allegedly, supposedly, will arrive by the end of the week. I know you've already gotten a couple packages from Timu, and you have loved your stuff. And we got this idea a couple weeks ago to have a fashion show. We're in. We're each going to spend 20 bucks on each other. We're also going to include Mike in this. Mike, um, we're going to dress you between the two of us. Yeah, we're, you don't buy anything. Yeah, you don't have to buy anything. Excited. Yep, I already um, bought your top. Ooh. So you. I guess I'll be buying your bottoms. Yeah. Right. That works. You know, this is an awkward conversation. <laughs> but, but no, so whenever this happens, it might take a while for us to get the merchandise, but... We thought it would be fun to do uh, a quick fashion show. You've got 20 bucks to dress the other person. Dawn, I know you've already purchased uh, some stuff. Uh-huh. I did it last night. I was you asking give you us for any sizes. Hints? Um, I will say uh, it can be... Um, oh, God. You definitely will be so noticed. Suspenseful. Like, you, you both well, will I be noticed so. when you're wearing these outfits. Like, right. people will turn and look. <laughs> If you did take a stroll down the street. Yeah, I'm um, not committing to leaving the building, (laughs) but I am committing to us trying on these outfits and parading them through social media at the very least, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, And we we can only spend $20, so your outfit is less than $20, which you think, oh my God, this is going to be trash. But actually, you can get a lot of things. For like ten dollars. Oh, pants, when I say twenty dollars, you can buy a whole outfit and probably get like a half dozen tchotchkes uh, yeah. as accessories because it, you. I guarantee. I haven't looked at like shoes or anything, but I bet I can get you. You know, a top, bottoms, shoes, socks. Oh, I won't I buy underpants because. Oh no, I didn't buy shoes. Be a little awkward. No. I mean, it's, you can buy whatever you want. We have $20 to do with whatever we want. I'm just saying for the listener to give them context. I mean, you could buy hair. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You, you could buy oh, yeah. a you, nightgown. Really? You can buy yeah, hair? You can buy hair. I bought wow. things. In, that's another Mike, thing do you I want purchased. hair? Sure, give me some hair. Okay, we'll That'd get you great. Some. Ooh, just look up. 
men's hair, and I bet there'll yeah. be something in there for you. No, there's plenty of wigs All right. to be had on Timu. <laughs> wigs. Like, literally any random thing. This is why I, I just keep a running shopping cart. That's what you do. Because there are things you don't want to buy, or I should say more likely than not, there's things you won't be able to buy on Timu. Like, sometimes they just don't have stuff. But even yesterday... I get these, like, I turn notifications on, which I shouldn't have because now it's just, like, constantly bombarding Oh, no, you have to turn that off. But I kind of like to get them because occasionally I'll click on it and it'll be like, I think you'd like this thing. (laughs) And I'll open it. And last night it was a Game Boy. Not like a Nintendo Game Boy, but Uh some kind of version of that. Oh. For $5. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, I just looked up. I just looked up men's hair. And? And I have. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, choices. I know. I'm telling you, you there are Mike. You're getting hair. I can't wait. I've been waiting so. for years. <laughs> oh my hair gosh. club for men. Oh my god! For the I'll low, low price of six ninety five. I mean, it's really great for Halloween stuff. Like if you oh. need an Elvis wig, they've yeah. got it. If By you the way, I think we decided queen, they've you... got every hairstyle for and you. Who's not these days? Yeah. Who's not? I'm basically am um, on Saturday nights. What? I just, you know. Where do you perform? Um, my like bedroom. Get... <laughs> Tell me more. No. Uh, okay, so we're doing the fashion show. If you guys want to play the home game, spend $20 on yourself, make a good outfit, or I don't know, dress up your pet. That'd be fun. We well, can do pet costumes, too. We can do all sorts of fun with Timu. You want to know what I took out of my cart? What did you take out? Okay, I took out, um, one of them was a ring sizer. It was uh, 29 cents, and it's just a little tape measure you put around your finger. Oh, why and did then you it's take like, it out? Ooh, I'm a size five. Because I thought, I don't, I'm not going to buy a ring and no one else is anytime soon. <laughs> I don't need this. But so, it's 29 cents, and I had to just let it go. Yeah. I had several silk scarves in there that I let go. For that price, I'd take it. I'm going to need would... a ring soon. Oh, well, oh, you can find it all on right, Timu. Nice. Go to Timu. Yeah. Add it to your list. Um, so while she's sleeping, you'll just have to put it on her finger. <laughs> yeah, it won't be creepy she if she wakes wake up, up like, what's going on? Oh, my gosh. I also uh, took out of my cart. It was... Um, it was... <laughs> It's a snake ring and the mouth or it was like a lion or a dragon and the mouth you can put a cigarette in so you can just smoke. You oh, just it's smoke. like a ciggy ring. It's like a ciggy ring. Like a cigarette holder. Yeah, a cigarette holder, but it's attached to a ring. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I was like, oh, that is Oh my God, I would be, else. if I would have had that when I was a smoker, I used to love to put my ciggy in a little, um, you know, those bejeweled cigarette holders, right. like old school. And if you smoke um, and you don't want your fingers to be stinky, yeah, I guess exactly. you could do that. I thought about giving it to Kenny. Do you really think Kenny would use that? Honey? <laughs> no, no. But he's the only person I know. No, I know. No, you know we'll smokers. give it to B. Arthur. Maybe she'll smoke out of it. Um, well, see, now you've got your Christmas list ready to go. Um, oh, if you guys just great. joined us, I also wanted to give you an update from Teresa. She said, "Hey, back to what you were ta- you were talking about your Audible issues in the last yeah. segment." She says, "Tell Don she likely has till the end of the month to use her Audible credit. You paid for them, unless you were able to cancel with a refund." No, but I did. It's like, are you sure you want to cancel this? Because all your D. De- yeah, your- but you'd still have through the end of that whatever membership month. Okay, so, so- I if I uh, like I even took the app off my phone. Oh well, I can't help you. I'm just sharing what what <sighs> Teresa said. Also, uh, Alice had a very good question. What's the name of the site? How do you spell it? Oh, Timu. It's pronounced Timu, but it's spelled T E M U. Yes, Timu. 
there was a a question that somebody had for you mm. about where the products come from. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd have to look on each product. Right. Like, it'll tell you probably where the products come from. The and- company is based, it's a multi, I think... It's actually made up of a couple companies, but the headquarters, I think, is in Boston. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They get, but like many products that you get everywhere, Target. Walmart, I don't think it's any different, yeah, than any other same, retailer. Unless you're yeah. going through everything, like the parts inside of your device. Yeah, I've come got news from a different for you. country. No matter what you own, even if it was made in the United States, it probably contains some kind of parts or. Something that came from somewhere else because yeah. we live in a global economy. That's right. And there should be no judgment. Uh, also, yeah, because that's a thing. Not. Uh, <laughs> there will be judgment forever and all uh, of all times. But in addition to our fashion show, I did want to also just give you an opportunity to sound off. You had some some thoughts about the in memoriam segment. Yes. At let the me just, I can wrap this up real quick here. Um, so. In in memoriam at the Oscars, they didn't include everyone, and I know they can't, but there were so many big names that were left out, and they thought they would just like Paul Servino. His um, his uh, widow is really upset. Fred Ward was missing, Anne Heche, Leslie Jordan, uh, Charlie Dean. She was the star of Triangle of Sadness. Mm. She's passed away. They just had a QR code for you to... Look at, yeah, look at all the other and people And it's like, it's not an Applebee's menu, okay? Like, let's <laughs> yeah. at least give them a minute. Show them for three seconds and you can take care of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Go. Good point. All right, when we come back, we've got a royal update for you. Turns out Andrew, Prince Nasty, didn't get nothing from the queen. Guess what? None of his siblings did either, except for Charles. We've got all the details when we return right here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071. Bye. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Oh. Do you still like this song? Yeah, of course. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's timeless. Okay, so we have more royal news, and I did not know this stuff, and I can't wait for you to tell me about Prince Nasty. Prince Nasty here, live from Buckingham Palace. Actually, no, from the middle of nowhere, because I no longer have a place to live. Because right. my mummy kicked me out, and then my brother kicked me out, and then my brother gave me a shoebox to live in, and I said, no! <laughs> uh, I am, of course, talking about Prince Nasty, but specifically, that's Prince Andrew. He got nothing from mummy after she passed. Oh, my God. Didn't he love her? By all accounts, he was her favorite. Right, so what's the deal? What's the deal well the deal is taxes money 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 Mm. as abba would say it's a rich man's world or woman in this case turns out and i didn't know this and of course uh not surprising perhaps that in order for the queen to pass down her billions, actually she had a 650 million pound fortune which roughly is about just under 800 uh million dollars in order to pass that along without a big fat tax chunk getting taken out by the british government yeah she the only way she could pass that along is from monarch to monarch meaning if the money goes directly to charles into his uh uh, pickety pocket 
then she doesn't have to pay tax. Where well, she wouldn't pay tax because she's doing. But you know, Charles doesn't have to pay tax on the money he inherits from Mummy because she was a sovereign. And so, because of that, nobody else got any fat stacks of cash. It's the smartest way to do it. Right. I mean, did she leave a note that said, hey, can you distribute some of this? Well, if she did, we don't know about it. But here's what I will say. Uh, Anne, Andrew, I don't know about Edward, but um, those two are like kind of bitter, at least if you believe the the royal insiders. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, she didn't give us nothing. And we did all of that for her our entire life. Now, Nasty doesn't deserve any money because, well, he's no longer employed. So, you know, maybe he gets a brooch. Or like the queen's like cushion well, that his, she sat on. His ex-wife got her corgis. She right. takes care of the dogs. Um, but Andrew, he's got a dirty dog, so he's probably not going to. We don't care that he didn't get nothing. Now Anne, on the other hand, has been a loyal royal her entire life, working for the firm and doing you know her mother's bidding at every turn. So you'd hope that she would be remunerated. In some capacity, don't you think? Yeah, it's just, yeah, I can see why they don't want, because the taxes are pretty insane because they have to pay for the national health care system. And so she doesn't want all the public services that they get. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I can understand. Well, sure. Like people don't like to pay taxes. However, what I will say is people assumed because, you know, Anne was kind of peeved. She was like, really? Nothing. Nothing at all. And Charles was like, look, if I give you any money right now, it's going to look like I'm trying to dodge taxes. Oh, right. And so if I try to dodge taxes, then we're all going to look bad. And I got news for you. If we all look bad, it's going to go away. And then guess what? We're going to have to take all this money that mummy left us and spend it on a house and a car and security and security and food. And mm-hmm. so suddenly we're not going to get our Royal, you know, um, stipend from the British people. So just shh, be quiet. Stop mm. complaining. Yeah. So she's complaining let's to her let friends. The, let's let the public just sort of, you know, deal with reality. And then when things, you know, settle down after the coronation, I'll cut you a check. I'll send you some cash. <laughs> or I'll so, just like, put it underneath the mat at Frogmore. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. Anne's got her own. This is the other thing about Anne. Because Anne, and same with Edward, because they're loyal royals, they have homes that aren't going to go away. Right. They're they not just the living on, on the government dime. Yeah. They have their own homes uh, that will that will last beyond them. So they're fine. They need something to fund their royal livelihoods. But... It'll happen. It'll happen. The person who should be really fussy is uh, Prince Nasty. Because mm. where is he going to live? Mind you, he doesn't make any money. I know. I mean, unless he's got a side gig like he's doing Uber or Lyft. You know? <laughs> he's uh, doing DoorDash. He's doing DoorDash. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. That he actually sells would... things on Etsy. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, and Fergie, she's got her children's books. I mean, she makes a fat stack. Because she's got a lot of businesses. She's been very, very smart in terms of making money uh, on her own. Because she didn't come from that. I mean, you know, she's got her own pedigree, but she's not. And Nasty's just, you know, he's just out of luck, man. He doesn't know how to do this stuff. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't feel sorry for him. No. But I 
also, it doesn't didn't it say something about him refusing Frogmore? Yeah, he refused. I didn't know this. Well, because you know that's too small for him. Well, what? It's either that or nothing. I'll take the free house, thank you. That has behind um, gates, so you have security. You know, the paparazzi are going to hunt you. I mean, you and I would say that the news was that he turned down Frogmore at the time. Apparently, uh, that was the report. And of course, you'll remember that Frogmore was actually newly renovated, and that was for Harry and Meghan, mm. although they used private funds uh, and or agreed to yeah, you're welcome. essentially cover the cost. Um, he just doesn't want to have to leave. Now, if you believe this, this is again, if you believe tabloids, here's what they literally said. Part of the answer as to why he turned it down is that the Royal Lodge has been his family home and sanctuary for 20 years. And he has invested not just his money, but his heart and soul in it. Sounds like him talking. Okay. Another (laughs) is that he doesn't want to be forever connected with the decision to evict Harry. So he doesn't want to feel like it's his fault that Harry was kicked out of Froggy Moor. So he's like, uh, don't blame it on me. I don't want to live there. What? Where's he going to go? Well, I think maybe the why... You know, they've got some, oh. they've got a place. No? Okay. Anyway, um, I don't know where he's going to go, but do we care? Well. He'll probably just no. be a royal squatter. I do care about Sarah Ferguson. Why? Uh, Fergie? Yeah. She didn't do anything wrong. She's well, fun. She was hanging out with Nasty while he was besties with Jeffrey Epstein. Didn't ask well, any questions. Well, she probably didn't know what he was up to. I mean, that's an ex living in his home, but she gets to live there for free and it's a big enough home. They don't see each other. I'll overlook your nastiness so I, I can wanna... have a fat uh-huh. stack of cash. <laughs> Just take that out of context. No, I'll overlook I'm not... your nastiness so, nastiness so I can have a fat stack of cash. What's happening here? Is Mike involved? What? Yeah. Mike's working the door. Um, yeah, see, you don't want to be insinuated, just like Sarah Ferguson doesn't want to be. No, I, I'm just saying, if you believe the blind items, oh, yeah. she uh, was benefiting and not questioning his relationship. Again, these are all tabloid allegations. So all of this that I've just told you comes from the sun, which you can take or leave. But the 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 idea that. You know, and again, this is why I said the thing with Sarah Ferguson is she's at least figured out how to make money and have a livelihood, right? Yes. And raise her kids. And by all accounts, Andrew is a good father. The problem is, right, if you're used to not having to make a living. Yeah. And again, you can feel some empathy for the royals in that sense. Like you're conditioned to not have a livelihood. Yeah. So to then turn around at the late stages of your life and try to figure that out is a tall order. I don't think people are going to have a lot of empathy, though, for someone like Prince Andrew. No. Princess, in that regard. Yeah. I, they're they're getting up in age there. I mean, is is Edward the youngest? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's like not even 60, I think. Princess Anne is... Oh, she's, um, yeah. she's 72. Um, so... Uh, yeah, what would he do for money? I mean, he. I, I'm assuming, like, what did they do for money? Did they get um, a paycheck by well, being they, a part they of worked the firm? For the, yeah, they work for the royal family. So I did not know that they got a check from the firm as an employee. I just thought that they did it and they get to live there for free and have 
free clothes and free food. And so it was just like, yeah, I don't know if they get like direct deposit in their Wells Fargo account. I'm not sure how (laughs) that works, but they are essentially living, uh, you know, because they are working royals. They are essentially working for the British public. Yeah. I wonder if they have the same kind of a income tax situation, you know, like is the firm giving them a W2 at the end of the year for their payments for working. Yeah, this is so weird. I don't know what the British tax scheme is, but I do know <sighs> that I think Anne will be fine. Edward will be fine because they've been duly, uh, you know, loyal to the royal family and and continuing their job. And I'm sure they'll be duly loyal to their their brother. Although they will get sidelined as their families will, but I think those two are probably fine with it because they seem to be fair, very or fairly well adjusted to the notion that they are not next in line. You know, mm. you have to, I think probably come to terms with the fact that if you're not going to be in the next uh, or in the line of succession in any meaningful way, that you're just going to have to make your own way in the world because the Royal family is going to leave you behind at some point. Yeah. And you're still super privileged. And if you can't live with that fact, then you're going to end up bitter and alone or the victim of controversy like, you know, uh, princess Margaret Mm -hmm. or Prince Andrew or, you know, half a dozen of, uh, any other royals that can't deal with that reality. Yeah. I mean, if you believe anything that happens in the crown, which we shouldn't believe everything because it is fiction. fiction but they're it's just pretty, filling it's in the It's the only blanks. thing we have to go on. It is. Um, oh gosh, I just, you know, I can't wait for this last season coming up because this will be the end. And I've seen pictures of um, Elizabeth Debicki and um, Dominic Diana. West. And Charles, Charles and the I don't children like that him as Charles. Chosen. I don't either. He's my least favorite. I like him uh, as an actor, but not in that role. He does a thing with his mouth constantly yeah. that I can't stand. This, yeah. With his jaw mm-hmm. over to the side, like I'm considering. You know who was great weird. was the actor that preceded him in the two uh, the previous season before this last season as I can't remember his name who played Charles the younger Charles oh oh he was just amazing okay yeah the you mean the first one the first Charles well I don't know if he was the first Charles because there was the child Charles but yes he was the first the meaningful child Charles. the child Charles the the first meaningful Prince Charles Ooh, in right. the Netflix Josh O'Connor Josh O'Connor Josh yep. O'Connor that's right yeah. you know uh, that portrayal made me really feel for him yeah. um, and his struggle and, and just seeing him as a whole person, not yeah. just who he is now and that his whole life has led up to the being the king, but more of a, this is somebody who wants to sort of make their own statements and have yeah, some he, freedom. We all see the Charles that we came to know as we, as our generation grew up. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. that was the, like, the evil Charles, mm-hmm. right, who persecuted Princess Diana mm-hmm. and, you know, cheated on her. So, like, that's the ch- notion of Charles we had. And then what the delightful thing about this Netflix series, it complicates things because it, it makes you think, oh, Charles didn't just arrive evil, if you indeed think he is, right, right as a character. He came from somewhere. And you can see where somebody who's trapped mm-hmm. by this institution, whose mother is essentially encouraged to not be your typical maternal mother no. figure 
pretty cold. Very cold. And a family that was extremely distant right. and showed no emotion. And with a father like Philip, who said, you have to do things just like I did them. His very military stance on you go to this school and they'll punish you and you'll yeah. be, you know, And who also cheated on his wife, a.k.a. the queen. Right. And set that example for his son. I mean, you just see the cycles that like, are playing out year like after year. It's like any other family. Well, <laughs> It's like any other family with a crown, right? Right. Hey, when we come back from royal updates to Elon Musk is stupid. Dawn's got a story that'll flip your wig when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Alight. You heard me talk about Alight's work. You know, Alight, a Twin Cities-based organization that helps folks around the world 365 days a year who've been affected by or displaced by war, famine, conflict, and so much more. Uh, You've heard me talk about their most recent work in places like Syria, helping the victims of those terrible earthquakes in Syria and Turkey. But they're also in places across East Africa dealing with a multi-season drought where much of the population relies on fresh water, uh, especially for the farming that they do there. This is one of the worst droughts to hit that region in 40 years. And literally 37 million people face acute food shortages. Uh, A few weeks back, a lights team organized a three-day food distribution, uh, which was in one of the most affected areas. And that work continues. To learn more about Alight's work in East Africa and beyond, head to wearealight.org today. And thank you. Hi, my talkers. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment, uh, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Oh, boy. Elon Musk, you know, it's quieted down a little bit because every other day he was doing stupid things and saying stupid things with Twitter. And, uh, you know, I think that he was like, all right, do you guys want me to run Twitter? I'll do a poll. And people were like, nope. And he's like, all right, I'm stepping down. And then he got a new CEO. Well, oh, he has popped up again with a really dumb, dumb thing. So let me go back here. There is a an employee he has. Um, and the dude is Icelandic. His name is Haraldur Thorleifsson. Yeah, good luck with Icelandic names. Yeah, he goes by Hallie. Hallie on or Hallie on Twitter, and he's an award-winning designer. And he has been in his home country of Iceland. He's just been a really good person. Like he was voted um, Person of the Year. By major outlets, like there was just an award. It was like net main networks, programs, and publications in Iceland all get together, and they're like, "This is our person of the year." And um, he also happens to be a disabled man, and um, so there was a time whenever, like his 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 um, he has muscular dystrophy, and he it's progressed to where he couldn't really run his company very well anymore. And he was really getting tired out. So he sold his company, his design agency called, you know, to Twitter in 2021. And um, that allowed him to be, um, to stay on. It was an, it was a type of hiring process where he sold the company, but he still was running his, that division of Twitter. And, um, he just decided to be paid the sale price as wages instead of stocks or some other form that would come at a lower tax rate because he wanted to give back to the Icelandic yeah, he wanted to social system. Pay more in taxes. So that gives you an indication of what kind of human he was. He's like, yes. you know, we give back a lot 
I would like to get my compensation so that my country can benefit. Wow. Yeah. So overall, just a good guy. Yeah. You know, and people love him in Iceland. So something weird happened. Um, You know, they had a lot of layoffs. You know, Elon Musk, whenever he took over Twitter, said, I'm getting rid of 75% of the people that work here. And then, you know, you remember all of it unceremoniously. People were let go. And then they're like, oh, shoot, can the security guys come back? Because we can't get into the building. Yeah, let's fire all the people that controlled the building. Oh, wait, we can't get into our building. It was real messy. So, So Elon Musk decided to fire 200 Twitter employees. And uh, Holly was one of them. So, but they didn't tell them they were fired. So he just couldn't get access, and 200 other people um, couldn't get access to his work computer. He was, you know, not working in an office, but home. So he, he tweeted, Dear Elon Musk, nine days ago, the access to my work computer was cut, along with about 200 other Twitter employees. However, your head of HR is not able to confirm if I am an employee or not. So he tried to resolve this. And he said, uh, you haven't answered my email. So maybe if enough people tweet, you'll answer me here? Question mark. Yeah, so he literally took to Twitter because he couldn't get an answer from his actual workplace. So, of course, that, um, you know, that makes Elon look bad. And he uh, didn't like that because he has a fragile ego, even though he's a gazillionaire. And he tweeted back. The reality is that this guy, who is independently wealthy, did no actual work, claimed as his excuse that he had a disability that prevented him from typing, yet he was simultaneously tweeting up a storm. Can't say I have a lot of respect for that. Oh, my gosh. What are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. And here you are accusing someone of faking a disability and not working hard. The dude worked very hard in his life to build up the company that he sold to you. Well, and the fact that he doesn't know the story, he's just reacting to what he's clearly Uh, been told or read about. That's a sign that's a little troubling for somebody who's supposed to be controlling, you know, very powerful companies like he can't even get the story right before he takes to Twitter. Like, I think if I were someone who'd been called out by a person, I'd maybe go do my due diligence and say, can you tell me who this person is and Mm -hmm. why are they Mm -hmm. tweeting these things? Is this true that we fired him and that he doesn't have access? And what's the deal with, you know, he clearly got some bad information and then acted like a jerk as a result yeah so that tells you a lot about elon musk's ability to do his job effectively it's true and privately you would approach him and go i'm so sorry that you didn't get an answer or or you'd respond in public and say oh we screwed up because elon likes to do things on twitter so fine do the right thing but he didn't do that well um uh, the dude replied to that terrible tweet to him and said (laughs) hi again elon musk i hope you're well I'm fine, too. I'm thankful for your interest in my health. But since you mentioned it, I wanted to give you more info. I have muscular dystrophy. It has many effects on my body. Let me tell you what they are. And then he told him his whole story, which makes you feel like, oh, my goodness. Like, please read this. I mean, even in it, he's like, I hope you're still reading, but you might not be. Okay, so it just goes through the his his entire, you know, selling his company and why he did it. And um, 
He says at the end, um, which I did put this on our show links page. I encourage you to read how eloquent this guy is and how he handled it. And he says at the end, I'm typing this on my phone, by the way. It's easier for me because I only need to use one finger. I hope that helps. Let me know if you're going to pay what you owe me. I think you can afford it. And he also in here talks about how he got his money. And he's like, you mentioned that I'm independently wealthy, which I guess means that I didn't inherit my money and that I independently made my own money. He kind of turns it back around on him. It's just like when I read this, when I saw this happening online uh, on Twitter, at first I didn't understand what was going on. And I was like, surely this can't be the real story. And you're like, well, it's almost like just watching a car crash unfold. You're like. Wow, Elon Musk is not doing himself any favors. Like, no. there, what's the upside to calling out a guy who, mm, yeah, I just, I don't know what somebody like that is thinking when they think this is the best way to respond. Like, did somebody, like, he goes, like, who is this guy? And then someone who is a butt kisser to Elon and just yeah, tells him what he wants to hear. apparently he's surrounded by a lot of people who feed his ego. And they they probably offhandedly said, oh, God, he just, you know, they didn't know either and just made some comments offhand. And here he is tweeting the world about it. It's just like, no. So then um, he also, Hallie also put up a, a uh, another tweet that said, in other news, I'm opening a restaurant in downtown Reykjavik very soon. It's named after my mom. Like many moms, she was the best mom in the world. Kind of funny, hardworking, and a wonderful artist and cool. Oh, boy, she was cool. And then put up some pictures of the restaurant. Something else he's working on is a passion project building 1,500 wheelchair ramps in Iceland. Hmm. Yeah, he just seems like a really great guy. So. Yes, he's also in a wheelchair, by the way. Yes. So I just, I'm like, how are you going to get out of this one? I mean, never, have we ever seen him be humble and actually apologize to anyone? Well, I mean, he's taken things down or, uh, I I think he did apologize to this guy, right? Oh, okay. Um, I think he has since apologized, but I think what happened was, I mean, the way I read it, it sounds like maybe somebody got to him from their legal department, like, (laughs) hi, you can't be saying these things. And also you're putting yourself at risk. So maybe you should apologize and move along. But the fact that he would have that impulse in the first place is is particularly troubling, right? For, again, yeah. a person at that level. Exactly. So, yeah. Fascinating. So, I was just listening to an interview with Walter Isaacson, who is allegedly writing a book on Elon Musk. Oh. And, um, I, I'm curious what that bigger story is. So mm. he wrote, you know, he's written the book on G- Steve Jobs, et cetera. So. Oh. Okay. I would imagine he had he followed Elon around for years, uh, for years rather. So Ooh. I bet more stories were that is concerned. Hey, when we come back, we're going to go to food court. Yeah, we've got a question for you all about pot.